Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, everybody. uh, As promised, our distinguished guest this morning. Is the 44th president of the United States. He served from 2009 to 2017. But uh, I got news for you. Don't really need an introduction. He's family. He's been on the show before. I guess we've often all wondered, what has President Obama been doing since he left the White House? And, of course, besides campaigning for the Biden-Harris team, uh, he's been writing a memoir. And the book is titled A Promised Land. The first volume of the memoir is currently without a doubt, the number one best-selling book in the nation. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, he's here today. Please welcome to the show our president, President Barack Obama. How you doing, man? How you doing, sir? You good? Hey, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Man, I ate I ate everything that I... I, I ate stuff I had no business eating. Well, you know, that, that that's what you do on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I We, we had... Uh, we had four pies, and, and I somehow felt obliged to taste every one of them. <laughs> and uh, then had a little trouble sleeping. <laughs> you know, oh, it's you, funny how that works. Oh, 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 you did, oh, you did that to yourself. Oh, uh, man, you know, but uh, hey, if, if you can't do it on Thanksgiving, when are you going to do it? 
No, for real. I, I, I look, I wait all year for that. Hey, listen, look, look before I get started, man, we miss you. I, we didn't know. We didn't know how good we had it. We just didn't. And we, boy, we know now. This, uh, we'll get into that, but let's let let's talk about a promised land. The first volume of your memoir. Uh, right now, everybody's available in print and audio book. Uh, and and the book, the Promised Land, covers your historic campaign in two thousand eight and all the major events during your first time as president. Tell us what what was the inspiration for doing a memoir now. Well, look, I started uh, shortly after I left office, um, and, you know, because I, I had written two books before, I felt obliged to write it myself, and, and uh, you know, I'm a slow writer, because uh, there was a lot of stuff to write about, and, uh, you know, I always wanted to tell a story that allowed people to see behind the curtain of the presidency uh, mm-hmm. to understand not just the policy but also the personal uh, to understand you know uh, how it had an impact on me and Michelle in terms of our marriage uh, how our kids adjusted to it um, all the amazing people you know who helped us behind the scenes uh, and you know who sometimes don't get the credit uh, mm-hmm. for the work that helps to get you know, a health care bill passed uh, or, mm. you know, uh, to, to be able to get bin Laden. Um, mm. And, and, and you know, hopefully, you know, especially young people who read this, uh, who may be asking themselves, how can I have an impact? How can I make a difference? Uh, you know, they'll have uh, the ability to kind of read this and, and get a little bit of a roadmap about, uh, you know uh, how all this stuff works. Wow, when did you, when did you first get the notion? I've always wondered this. When, when did you first get the notion that you could be president? You know, look, uh, as I described, you know, I started off in public life uh, as a community organizer, mm-hmm. and, and I was a little skeptical about politics, and so was Michelle, by the way. <laughs> and and it was really uh, sort of an experiment when I first ran in the state legislature. Let's see how much of a difference I can make doing this. Uh, and you know, then I ran for the U.S. Senate, and I I won the nomination. Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't until I spoke at the Democratic National Convention in 2004. Mm. Uh, I knew it was a good speech, but it really blew up. Yeah, and you know that's the speech, you know, where I talked about the audacity of hope, and uh, you know, I think really burst on the national scene. And the way it resonated, yeah, you know, I describe in the book just that kind of sense you have sometimes when you know you're connecting with an audience, mm-hmm. uh, and right. that audience was, you know, millions of people around the country uh, who had tuned in. At that point, the chatter starts picking up. Uh, so that yeah. even by the time I arrived at the Senate, I'm a brand new senator, but people were already talking about, uh, you know, all right, this is somebody who could potentially run at some point.
But even by even then, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to uh, run right away. And, and I think it was a combination of timing. I had opposed the war in Iraq, which uh, you know made me uh, somewhat unique among uh, you know the major candidates uh, or potential candidates, and and that's where the Democratic Party was moving. Um, you know, uh, so a little bit uh, a combination of of being in the right place at the right time uh, wow. with with a message that uh, uh, resonated with people. Wow. Yeah, you know, man, I, I appreciate you saying that because I've, I've always been curious about that, how that how that notion can even come about is such a such a big step. You were talking earlier about how living in the White House uh, affected your family life. In in the book now, because you go into this in depth in The Promised Land, you talk about uh, Michelle and your daughters and how living in the White House affected them. Okay, uh, Mr. President, hold on one second. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, sit tight. Uh, we got more with uh, President Barack Obama right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're back, everybody. We're talking with our president, President Barack Obama. You were talking earlier about how living in the White House uh, affected your family life. In in the book now, because you go into this in depth in the promised land, you talk about uh, Michelle and your daughters and how living in the White House affected them. You, you even share how you had moments of self-doubt and disappointment, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're trying to juggle all this in the family. What... What can people pick up from this book through all of this discussion about the family life in the White House? I think that if if people uh, look at the stories, it's a reminder, number one, uh, the president, the the first lady, or, uh, you know, in some future uh, administration, maybe the first gentleman, uh, right? Kamala Harris is there, so her husband, uh, he's going to start uh, a new tradition there. yeah, the the kids. Uh, in in our case, it had been a while since there were young kids in the White House. You know, it's still a family with the yeah. same family dynamics, right? And trying to mm-hmm. balance work and 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 uh, family life. And you know, the girls as they were growing up, you know, trying to figure out, all right, how can we hang out with our friends without, uh, you know, dealing with Secret Service, uh, you know, looking over right. our shoulder every minute. And. Right. Uh, you know, so so some of it is, is just a reminder that it, it is a, a family in a weird situation, but it's still just a family. Um, and, and I think part of what I also try to reflect in the book is all the amazing people who behind the scenes are, are, are helping us do what we do. You know, I, I, I spend some time describing uh, the butlers in the White House, uh, all of them african-american or hispanic uh most of them older uh you know they reminded me of michelle's uncles uh you know and 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 Malia and sasha reminded them of their grandkids and yeah. you know uh you know many of them you know arrived at the white house when it was unimaginable that there would ever be a, a black family in the white house uh yeah. and and you know sort of the love and concern and care that they they showed towards us um you know, that I think is also something we wanted to uh, make sure was featured in the book. You know, that's 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 really unique because, uh, uh, you know, 
people talk to me and they talk about, you know, we talk about different problems. They go, man, that's rich boy problems you got. But when you're the president of the United States, that's a whole nother level. That's not, that's, that's beyond most people's comprehension. All right, uh, Mr. President, if you could hang on just one more time for me. Uh, we want to get the rest of uh, this great interview. We're talking to with President Barack Obama. We'll be right back with more uh, with our man, our friend, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're back again, and our special guest this morning is our distinguished 44th president, 44th, 45th, all that. Wish he still was. Personal <laughs> statement I don't have to make. But we're back to the interview. <laughs> you got a family, you got these kids, and like you say, you're trying to trying to create a normal existence for them, but how? How? You you're the president of the United States daughter. Sometimes people ask you, what what are the, the greatest accomplishment of your presidency? Uh, yeah, I always say that the fact that we came out of there. And our girls turned out to be kind and smart wow. and thoughtful mm-hmm. and respectful and, and treat everybody with you know, grace and, 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 and love. Uh, you know, that, 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 wow. that's something that uh, we're really, really proud of. And you should be, Matt. You know, I've actually seen it firsthand. I mean, yeah, you know, it, uh, not, not, nothing like home training, even when they're the White House. Amen. Yeah. Hey, listen, man, we will. Uh, the Promised Land, this, this book, it addresses. A lot of the challenges that our country's faced over the last four years. But you talk about this in your book and you provide insight on how we can move forward as a country and restore our faith in the power of democracy. What give give us just briefly some some of the stuff that that we can look for in this book about this country. Well, look, uh, and, and, and Steve, I'm going to have to run after this, but the. the yeah. The reason I call it the prom, a, a promised land is is just like, you know, the story of Exodus, just like Dr. King spoke about before he was shot. Yeah, you know, we might not get there, but each generation we've got our, our struggles to, to make this a more perfect union, to make it more free, more just. Uh, you know, we stand on the shoulders of folks like my dear friend who departed, uh, John Lewis, this year, yeah. um, and. What I try to describe in the book is that our politics in this country are as divided as any time in my lifetime. Mm. But beneath the, the surface, people still have a lot in common. Mm. Uh, folks still have hopes, dreams. You know, there's a reason why I won Iowa, where it's 98% white. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's because people saw that I was listening to them and, and heard them. When they describe, you know, their worries about losing a job or not having health care or their kids moving away because there weren't any opportunities in their small town or or, you know, worrying whether they could retire or not. And those were the same worries I was hearing in the south side of Chicago, you know, in in a barrio in L.A. And where I put my faith and, and hopefully if people read the book, they get a sense of this. For all the things that divide us, we still have a lot in common, but it's just there's a lot of forces that make it hard for us to realize uh, those common aspirations. You know, we got politicians who, who sow division instead of trying to bring people together. We've got a media that knows conflict sells and so tries to get people angry all the time mm. instead of give people information. Let's face it, the legacy of, of, of racism in this country that, that uh, still can be tapped in by unscrupulous politicians. And we can't just think, okay, 
we elected Barack or now we elected Joe and Kamala and they'll fix stuff. Stuff gets fixed because folks are paying attention. That's right. And, you know, even if you've got a good president, that good president still needs voters who are allies to put pressure on other politicians to make sure that stuff actually gets done. Uh, and, and, and it's that idea of activism, even if you're not a politician, the idea that you take some responsibility for your community and for uh, future generations, that's more than anything what I want uh, people to take away from this book after they've read it, that you have power, you just have to use it. Wow. Well, sir, I just want to say we miss you, man. Please give Michelle our love. We love you, brother. Thank you for everything you did for this nation. You set a mark that it just can't be gotten to, but we appreciate everything you did, brother, for real. Thank you so much, and and everybody stay safe. We've got more work to do. Everybody's got to take uh, this pandemic seriously. Uh, I hope everybody has a a safe and uh, joyful holiday season. Thank you, Mr. President. Hey, give Michelle and the kids our love, man, and uh, you stay safe also, brother. Oh, wow. Great, great interview, Steve, as always. You did your thing. Yeah. So good to hear President President Obama. Obama. So good to hear him. Coming up next, Nephew Tommy's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app.
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.